Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. 509 here at the station. Hopefully, you're done with work for today. Week's almost done. Weekend's coming. Looks like it'll be okay so far. 80 degrees, sun and clouds outside. Looks like more sun than clouds right now. So enjoy today. Summer's coming to an end quick. Um, my one daughter left for her final year of college today. And my other daughter at the Naval Academy started her first day of classes today. So today was her second to last first day of school. She's a what you we would normally call a junior. They call it a second class midshipman. They're by classes. Fourth class, otherwise known as plebes, the freshmen. Then the second class, uh, uh, th- third class, otherwise known as youngsters, uh, which you would call sophomores. And then there's the second class, which there's really no name for the, so- the second class. They're just second class midshipmen. And they would be juniors. And then your firsties are your first class midshipmen, and they are your seniors. So today was her first day of class. Um, and then she's... In a week, she'll be in Ireland to cheer on Navy, take on Notre Dame in football, which is in Ireland this year. It was canceled due to COVID in previous years. And, um, you know, she'll be going there. I think she's going for four days with uh, some of the brigade. I think they're sending 1,000 over. They had to pay for travel arrangements. So they'll she'll be over there cheering that game on. I was going to go. I have friends that are going, but... uh. Chose to sit this one out this year. I'll watch it on TV like uh, like most of us here in, in the United States. But uh, the fact of the matter is your kids are going to be leaving soon for school. Uh, your ones that are still in high school, they'll be busy with sports. You know, the football season's kicking up. You'll have all the other different sports picking up shortly. Uh, time flies by. So take advantage of every moment of it because uh, with everything that our children are being bombarded with from social media to friends to teachers that may not have the same values as you to everything else is uh, it's imperative that you have a relationship with your children speak to them often know what's going on in their lives let them know what's going on in your life let them know your beliefs your values and why you believe and think that way and then let them make their own choice for themselves and hopefully you set them on the right path and support them when they do and let them know when they don't that's our job as parents. It's not our jobs to be their friends. It's our jobs to be their parents. Uh, well, you had Joe Biden, and in typical Joe Biden, and this is coming from CNN, by the way. CNN Politics is fact-checking Joe Biden on his recent chip, trip on the economy. Biden tells three false personal anecdotes in an economic speech and about his economic policies. So four lies, and this is coming from CNN. So pay att- when this happens, you have to pay attention to this because if you look at the polls, his approval ratings in what, the low 30s? Democrats want someone else, but they're not giving them someone else, the powers that be. But when CNN is starting to fact check Joe Biden, you have to start to wonder what's the staying power of someone like this? What's the end game? Is it a vice president stepping in? Is it a Kamala Harris stepping in? Are you willing to tolerate that? Are you willing to accept that, you know, who was ousted out of the Democratic primary before anyone? Never polled more than, I believe, 1%. Or do they have a new vice president run with Joe Biden this next time around? 
and them step in when he goes? Or does someone challenge the entire ticket altogether? But again, the, the key to this is <laughs> CNN politics is fact-checking Joe Biden on his speech this past Tuesday in Milwaukee. The speech was focused on the economy and the Inflation Reduction Act. We already made our stance clear there. The only Inflation Reduction Act that has increased inflation. And he signed it a year, a year ago. And his uh, economic plans prepared address were almost entirely ac- almost entirely accurate. His, this is CNN. It just, I'm, I just got to shake my head with it. And good for them. And his economic claims in a prepared address were almost entirely accurate, but he also peppered in three false personal accounts, including two that have previously been debunked, continuing his habit of inaccurate ad-libbing about his biography. In addition, Biden repeated one false and previously debunked political boast, as he did earlier this year and during the 22 2022 midterm elections, he wrongly asserted that he has significantly reduced the national debt, which has actually increased significantly during his presidency. He was once again mixing up the debt with the deficit. The White House made the correction in the official transcript, as it previously did with the transcript in February when he did the same thing. So here's the the fact check on, on Joe Biden. The first one is pretty benign. And, you know, he gave his his story that has been proven to be debunked about his uh, rendition of the Amtrak story. You know, he's known as Amtrak Joe and takes this and uh, said during his 36 years as a senator, he, he went on there. And this has already been, this has been questioned to his press secretary, his circle. You know, he tells a story where he had this interaction with... Uh, with a conductor on the Amtrak train that he knew very well. And the family of the conductor says that they were friendly. He did see him all the time. They were friendly. Uh, he invited him to his office when this conductor retired. But the story that he tells is impossible. And it says that, you know, Biden's story is false in two ways. CNN and others have pointed out before he could not possibly have had this exchange with the conductor. Biden did not reach the million-mile flown mark as vice president until September 2015, according to his own past comments. But Negri, who's the conductor, had died more than a year earlier. So Joe Biden is saying he had this big conversation, this big interaction that's not possible because the guy died long before you know, he puts this in the situation. And again, it's not a big deal, but then the family of the conductor says that they were very friendly with each other. But why do you, why does he continually to tell something that he's been told there's no way for that to have happened? And he did the same thing more in a personal nature to me when he gave the uh, graduation speech at the Naval Academy. He said he was accepted to the Naval Academy and he chose to go to the University of Delaware instead Now, the senator or congressman, he said, that gave him his nomination and his age at the time don't match up. There's no way it could have happened. There's no combination of things that it could have. He made it up to connect with the the crowd, the Naval Academy. 
But by, I mean, that's stolen valor. You're saying you were accepted into one of the most prestigious military schools in the nation, in the world, and there's no reason to. He also gave the story, again, trying to be more personable, Biden's birth and his grandfather's death. Biden repeated a version. Now, he's told this before. Family anecdote, he told this in April, and he said it again this, this week on Tuesday. That his grandfather, who had worked in an oil, as an oil company executive, died just days before he was born at the same hospital. And by the way, my grandpa Biden, who died very young, he was died in the hospital I was born in six days before. I was there, I mean, before I was born, Biden said. Now, if you look at the facts from CNN, Biden's claim is false in two ways. It was pointed out after he said this in April that his grandfather died in the same hospital he was born two weeks before I was born. His paternal grandfather, who had worked in the oil industry, Joseph Harry Biden, died in a hospital in Baltimore, Maryland in September 1941. The president was born more than a year later in November 1942 at a different hospital in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Biden's maternal grandfather, Ambrose Joseph Finnegan, did die at a Scranton hospital where the president was born, but in 1957, when the president was 14 years old. So he's got two parts to this simple lie of where he was born, where his father was born, where his grandfather died. And they just don't make sense. They just don't jive with what's going on. And the last one was, you know, close to here in Pennsylvania, well, it was here in Pennsylvania, where Biden said that he was at the Pittsburgh bridge collapse. A lot of you were with me when I was in Pittsburgh. And by the way, the Pittsburgh is the city of bridges. More bridges in Pittsburgh than any other city in America. I watched that bridge collapse. I got there. I saw it collapse with over 200 feet off the ground, going over a valley, and it collapsed, Biden said. Well, the facts first, it wasn't true. Biden got there and saw the collapse. The collapse occurred before 7 a.m. on January 28th, 2022, more than six hours prior to Biden even landing in the Pittsburgh area. Now, mind you, later that day, he did visit the collapse site at 1, 8, 1 p.m. But the collapse occurred before 7 a.m. And you guys will remember when this bridge collapsed in 2022. And then, of course, the national debt where he claimed, unlike the last president, my first two years in office, even when we've all we done, I'm the first one to cut the federal debt by $1,700,000,000. That's false. The White House implicitly acknowledged in the official transcript by striking through the word debt and replacing it with deficit. The, the, uh, the fact the nation debt has increased from about $27.8 trillion on Biden's first day in office to $32.7 trillion today. So it's gone up quite a bit. Um, what was that, eight? $5 trillion? $5 trillion it's gone up. So, again, this is just customary for Joe Biden to throw out whatever he wants. And for CNN to fact check it is something we all should be paying attention to because uh, it's not not commonly done. They commonly give him a pass. But these are repeated lies that has been brought up to him and saying, hey, there's no way this happens. Stop saying these things. But he just goes on a roll and he wants to connect with people. And if these are the small lies he's telling, what are the bigger things he's not he's telling us? That are also untrue. Like uh, 
He never talked to his son with business meetings. No, yeah, never. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll leave it mm-hmm. at that. And his other son, how did he die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. His other son to, to Gold Star families that his son yeah. died in combat and came yeah. in a flag Drake coffin. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's where okay. I would draw the line. That's, that's okay. Having two children who are in the military, that's where I would draw the line. I, yeah. That's where I would draw the line. Right there. I, I, that would. But that's okay. Don't. It, it was him. It, he wasn't an orange man. Yeah. Orange man bed. Uh, yes. It's uh, 521 mm-hmm. here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. All right. This Pentella data, internet traffic update. There's now a wreck reported on Route 6 and 92 in in the Tunkhannock area. That might hold you up a bit. We have a backup pretty bad on 81 northbound starting around New Angola. That is due to a wreck near Nanticoke. And the slowdown 81 northbound at Waverly as you head through construction. You are dipping below the speed limit 81 southbound between Music and Avoca as well. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, cloudy with showers and some downpours likely, low 66. Friday, early morning showers becoming partly sunny and cooler, high 78. It's 81 degrees and sun and clouds right now. At 522 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 526, 81 degrees, sun and clouds outside. You can call or text the show at 570-883-0098. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, Joe from the Back Mountain on Marshall Law. Joe. Yeah, can you hear me okay? I got you. Okay, uh, listen, uh, I heard what Dave said about Trump trying to declare martial law. And, uh, and shoot the protesters. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, what, these guys are so naive. How do they think this is all going to go down? We already had a trial run for martial law. It was called COVID lockdowns. Okay. The real, the real intent was a lockdown. It wasn't the vaccine. The vaccine was a sideline for a bunch of corrupt people to make money, and they made a lot of it. Okay. But are you still with me? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, because I can barely hear you, but as long as you can hear me. But, okay, so we have lockdowns. How do they think this is going to go down? Like Joe Biden, uh, it's not him I'm afraid of. It's the people around him and behind him because he's a puppet. He's being controlled. And I think it comes from the Obama uh, regime. But I can't prove that. But that's my gut feeling that there's still somebody pulling the uh, strings behind the scenes. Well, his and, his inner circle is definitely Obama's inner circle. I don't think Obama himself. I, I think he's he's right. on his own path now, doing and his these, own thing. And, and these people, these people are anti-constitutional and anti-American. As long as no matter what they say, and and how, how naive do you have to be to think like somebody's just going to declare martial law and the American people are going to go along with it willy-nilly? No, it's not going to happen that way. What's going to happen is at some point in time. You're going to have some governor like Greg Abbott or somebody say, you know, stick it. Uh, we're not we're not complying with what your dictates are. He already told Biden to start doing his job and enforce the, the law at the border. OK, when he was putting the balloons in the river, he already told Biden to stick it. And there's going to be other governors at some point in time. If they try to declare martial law, going to tell them to stick it. We're going to have secession. It's going to happen with with this kind of this, this kind of egregious behavior and it is egregious it's way out of line if you want to 
see something amazing, Google Mark Levin's reaction to the, uh, the, the Jack Smith indictment and listen to what uh, Mark Levin had to say. I've There's seen it. I've been, seen it. He's been colorful on all, all the reasons, the most recent one even more so. But yeah. uh, I, I, I really hope it doesn't. I hope we're wrong when it comes to this. But, yes, I don't think I'm people not wrong. are going to I take... know. I, I got, you're talking about reason, how are reasonable people going to react to dictators in America? Well, I, I, think we saw, I think we saw towards the end of COVID how people had enough. And if it's tried again, people are going right. to move to that a lot quicker. But, again, yep. I hope you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I hope you're wrong. I, I hope we're better than that well, to go down I that know. path. I, I mean, I know. I don't hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm right. If they try it. I hope I'm right that they do tell them to stick it. What I'm hoping is they're not stupid enough to push it that far. That's what I'm hoping for, that they wake up and the Democrat Party gets rid of Biden and the Obamas and the cronies and the Bushes and the Clintons and all the people that have been enriching themselves and laughing in our face for 40 years now, okay? We get some term limits, we get a fair tax, and we get rid of these animals that, that think they're smarter than the smartest people in the room. And they've been like Biden barely made it to law school. Listen, America's loaded with intelligent people. Look at Vivek Ramaswamy. The guy's brilliant, okay? He wouldn't be running for, for president if he wasn't. And, and he made it on his own in America, okay? So the, the nation's loaded with smart people. They just they got to realize we're dictatorship to where the line is drawn. I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for the call, and uh, I, I agree with you. There are plenty of smart people in America. I hope some of them start, or a lot of them, start running more, and I, I agree 100% on term limits. But I do, it, it is in my hope and prayers that it doesn't come to anything like that again because we, we, don't, we, we don't need that. We don't need that here at all. Um, let me go real quick. We have uh, Leslie from Montdale on fake news. Leslie, i got about a minute. Uh, listen, if you can get your hands on uh, the New York Post, Saturday, July 29th, 2023, there is a thing from Jill Biden's ex-husband where Joe Biden borrowed one of his anecdotes and told it to all of the people he had working in his restaurant. Oh, I believe it. Uh, I, I mean, he hasn't had a speech yet where he hasn't made something up. So, oh, definitely. So I, I, I thoroughly believe it. And yesterday he was on and he said he's going to go visit the Big Island to check on the fire. The Big Island is Hawaii. Yep. This guy's on Fantasy Island. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I, I, I got to go. I agree with you there, Leslie. How's everything going in Montel? Uh, it's all right. We're fair to partly cloudy, and right. I got to go to work. All right. So, well, you have a great take, night at work. Take care, honey. God bless. Thank you. You Bye-bye. too. Bye bye. It's uh, five thirty-one here at WILK. Time for the news of Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. The federal appeals court uh, suggests that D.C. Washington D.C. selectively enforced defacement laws when it came to pro-life groups and. BLM. The case centers around two anti-abortion protesters arrested in 2020 for writing "Preborn Lives Matter in washable chalk outside an abortion facility. The federal appeals court ruled Tuesday that allegations of discriminatory selective enforcement of defacement laws against pro-life protesters in Washington, D.C. over their chalk message on a public sidewalk were plausible, and the case could proceed. 
The case concerns allegation that the city authorities treated pro-lifers more harshly than Black Lives Matter activists that did the same crimes. The appeals court reversed the lower court's dismissal of the complaint filed by the Frederick Douglass Foundation. The case has been remanded to the district court for further proceedings, where the city will have the opportunity to introduce its own evidence to counter the pro-life protesters' claims. The government may not enforce the laws in a matter that picks winners and losers in a public debate. The D.C. Circuit Court wrote in its opinion, reversing the decision of the lower court in the Frederick Douglass Foundation versus the District of Columbia. It would undermine the First Amendment protections for free speech if the government could enact a content-neutral law and then discriminate against disfavored viewpoints under the cover of prosecutorial discretion. So this is actually a win for the First Amendment, especially in the D.C. area. And I think you're going to start seeing more of this, especially when it comes to January 6th. Because if you take the same crimes, and I'm not talking about the people who were violent. I'm not talking the people that were arrested for assault or, or a bunch of other heinous things that were done that day. I'm talking about people who are arrested for simple trespassing that were beyond a gate on the front lawn and never entered the building, and they got a year in jail. Because you will not find someone else in the District of Columbia for simple trespassing that got any jail time, nonetheless a year in jail. And I think when you start comparing those two and the unequal application of the law that this appeals court just said that the District of Columbia was involved in when it came to simple things like this. And I shouldn't say simple, but when you have pro-lifers writing messages in chalk on a public sidewalk that's not permanent that's not defacing anything permanently and they're getting jail time they're getting high monetary fines but then you have black lives matter activists that are writing things on personal property writing things on buildings in spray paint in permanent marker in things like that and they're being dismissed and you want to cover it into prosecutorial discretion thankfully the supreme court said that that's not the way this works you have a law. You have an impartial law. It was written impartially. That's how it should be applied. And they found that it's not. And this is, again, this is an appeal. So the D.C. court cited that the unequal treatment was okay. And that's why when it comes to other cases that are out there and you think an indictment is a slam dunk, it's truly not. Because working its way through the appeal process, things change. And we see it firsthand here. And uh, like I said, this is this is a true stance for the First Amendment because the law should be applied equally. The punishment should be applied equally. And again, they're finding that the courts, that the district attorneys are picking sides based on the messaging. If your message I don't like or agree with, it's bad. We're going to prosecute you. We're going to hold you accountable to and above the law. If I align with your messaging, if I support your messaging, if I don't think your messaging is a big deal, we're going to let it pass. That's not how the law should work. So this is a great start to correcting wrongs that have been done. You either have a law and you apply it equally or you don't. 
And like I said, in the end, this is a great uh, movement for the First Amendment. And the statement said, uh, the First Amendment prohibits discrimination on the basis of viewpoints irrespective of the government's motive. We hold the foundation has plausible alleged the district discrimination discriminated on the basis of viewpoints and a selective enforcement of its defamation ordinance, the court wrote. Washington officials can't censor messages they disagree with. The right to free speech is for everyone, and we're pleased that the D.C. Circuit agreed that the Frederick Douglass Foundation and Student for Life should be able to exercise their constitutionally protected freedom to peacefully share their views the same as anyone else. Amen. It's 542 here at WILK. Hang on. <laughs> Forgot it was that time again, Nikki. Yes. Oh, no problem. It's time for traffic and weather. And this traffic update brought to you by Penn Teledata Internet. There is an accident, 81 northbound, right near Nanticoke. That is backing you up to New Angola. We have a slowdown, 81 northbound at Waverly due to construction. Some slowing in spots between Scranton and Wilkesbury as well on 81. Otherwise, it's looking pretty good. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone. W-I-L-K traffic. There's been an accident on 81 North since I started here. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist, meteorologist Jeremy Luan. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. Tonight, cloudy with showers and some downpours likely. Be careful out there. Lows 66. Friday, early morning showers becoming partly sunny and cooler. High 78. It's currently 80 degrees and partly sunny out there at 542 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 547 here at the station, 80 degrees and sunny outside. I'm just getting some breaking news out of New York City. It's an excellent job all around by a, a citizen who saw something and said something and the police who acted very quickly to stop with what no doubt could have been a severe tragedy somewhere in the metropolitan area. But a Ukrainian gymnast with a mental health history was busted in Manhattan with a loaded AK-47 and shotguns. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, but a Ukrainian gymnast who struggled with mental health problems was arrested in Manhattan on Tuesday after a passerby saw him load an automatic AK-47 and put it in the trunk of his BMW. Yevgen Butchakovsky, 44, of Houston, Texas, was charged with nine counts of criminal possession of a weapon, four counts of criminal possession of a loaded gun, criminal possession of an assault rifle, criminal possession of ammunition. According to the NYPD, he had a loaded AK-47 with two 30-round extended magazines, a loaded Mossberg 12-gauge shotgun, and a second unloaded shotgun. Police got the 911 call describing the competitive tumblers filling his clips at East 54th Street and Park Avenue in Midtown around 7.30 and then stowing the weapons in the trunk of his uh, BMW. They found him four blocks away at East 57th Street where they pulled him over and placed him into custody. They got, he admitted to having guns in the car. They got a search warrant, later came back, and uh, found the weapons in the vehicle. 
A man who identified him as the gymnast's brother said that he's been hospitalized three times since February for mental illness. He's medicated while in the hospital but stops taking his pills when he's released. Doesn't understand what he's doing when he's taking the pills. He's fine. Uh, They said that uh, there is no information on any targets at this time. But his brother has recently drove to Washington, D.C. and then New York City. He changed cars three times, the siblings said. We knew he had the guns, and we asked him to return them, but didn't notify authorities where he was heading or to be on the lookout for him. So I guess uh, there's some questions there that the family needs to act. But the police saying there's no indication that he had a target or intended to use the guns in the city. But again, a simple pedestrian saw something, reported it properly, got police in motion, and he got four blocks before they got him into custody. So it's a great work. Uh, This information is just coming out now, but it appears that it happened on Tuesday. So uh, you'll probably see it in uh, the Scranton Times tomorrow, I believe, because the Associated Press has also picked it up as well as the New York papers and newspaper. More of a good feel for the weekend coming up. I know it's 5.50 here, but uh, I saw this in, in Life, Health, and Relationships, and CNN Health picked it up. Saying hello to the neighbors could boost your well-being, this new survey says. Um, Little did you know that saying hello to people who live near you would be the key to boosting your well-being, especially if you live alone. And that's the conclusion of a new Gallup survey released this week. The poll found adults who regularly say hello to multiple people in their neighborhoods have higher well-being than those who speak to fewer or no neighbors. Well, wouldn't you think that those are just happier people and they're normally happier, or is it because they say hello to people? Numbers matter. With 100 being a perfect score, well-being rose from 51.5 among people saying howdy or no, saying howdy to no neighbors, to over 64 for people who regularly greet six neighbors. The sweet spot as far as the well-being is concerned is six greetings, said Dan Riders, research director for Gallup's National Health and Well-Being Index, a large national poll on career, finance, social, physical, and community well-being conducted quarterly in the United States since 2008. After six, there aren't any greater benefits from greeting your neighbors beyond that. So your, your key number is six. You want to say hello to six people around you, either at work or your neighbors at home. Six is better than five. Five is better than four, all the way down to zero. Uh, What defined a greeting? A grunt, a nod, a wave, a fist bump, a pat on the back, or just a polite hello? Do you have to stop and chat, too? Uh, Those are the questions that the survey brought up. We don't require that you know the person well, stop or chat, or even to know their name, the writer said. Adding that presumably the more people to whom you say hello, the greater the probability is that you're actually going to strike up a conversation with them as opposed to just wave and how often is regularly every day every other day or once a week the survey says we leave that up to you to interpret but our intent was this for being that all people to whom you greet whenever you see them some days might be zero some days might be even more than one of them 
So more than just a social benefit, saying hello boosts much more than personal social success, according to the analysis. Regular greetings also improve a person's physical, financial, career, and community health. Of course it does. Well, you know what? It's, it's simple. I mean, if you're saying hello to a lot of people, you're, you're obviously a more friendly and outgoing person. So you feel better, right? And it says it helps your health, your physical being. Of course. Well, you're out walking saying hello to people. So I think a lot of it's common sense in the most part. I mean, reading into this. Uh, community well-being was defined as feeling safe, having an emotional attachment, and giving back to a neighbor. If you have a very strong community well-being, that's going to increase the chances that you'll say hello to neighbors, and saying hello to neighbors is going to improve the community's well-being. Career well-being is measured a person's sense of satisfaction, which the Analysis explained includes whether someone is a good fit and utilizing their strengths. When it came to physical well-being, you didn't need to be a gym rat. Gallup defined it as having the energy you need to get things done in your life. And that's why there's no, and there should be no stress in in your workouts. Do the workout that you like to do. Um, Visit a lot of places, a lot of gyms, a lot of places. You know, if you're interested in that, go look at them. A lot of them have free passes to visit. Um, I have a complete gym in my house with a treadmill, an elliptical, a stationary bike, and a full universal um, machine. I like to work out alone. I like to be. I like to go for walks outside. Uh, I did like to bicycle before I live in mountain country, but um, you know, I choose to work out you know by myself alone. I like my headphones in. I like to get in the zone uh, where my wife and and her clients and her team like the the circuit training, the gym atmosphere. You know, they have a good time. Her, her, one of her classes is, is a large group of women that, that have a great time during their workout. They play the music they want to have. They dance. They go from station to station and do what they want to do. And they have a good time to where her clients say, you know, this, this hour I come to work out is, is probably the best time of my day. I, most, I enjoy it most out of anything. And that's what you want to hear. That's great. And, and you need to find that for you, whatever it is, going for a simple walk. You know, walking around your your property and picking berries or doing something simple, as long as it's physical activity. Do what you enjoy. Don't feel stressed to do what others do. Don't feel stressed to to be part of the pack. Be the leader. Be your leader for your health. Do what you want to do. And you'll be better because of that. And any activity makes you better. And, And I think a lot of this is common sense. And I think they're trying to fit common sense activities into this social structure, which is a good thing. Community is always a good thing. We are community animals. We're meant to be like that. We're not to, meant to be, you know, solistic people out there that, that don't have interaction with anyone. We're pack animals. That's as simple, it's as, simple as that. That's our nature. Um, so it's a good thing to be. But it's even better to be one of the leaders of those packs and not the followers and do what you want to do. And you can be a leader in any way in charge of your own life. You are the leader of your life. And don't let anyone tell you different as far as that goes. It's 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back to shut down the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show on this Thursday. Hope your week was good. Hope Friday's even better. Hope the weekend's the best. I appreciate uh, all the conversations today. A lot of text messages today. Not so many phone calls, but I like the new phone calls. I like when new callers call. So if you ever want to call the show, feel free to call. I love hearing from the the listeners out there who haven't called the show before, get your perspective, see what you like, see what you don't like, um, and we'll make it better. That's how we do things here for the show. I appreciate 
everything we've seen today. Hopefully we get some better news on, on something and everything tomorrow rather than the same old, same old. It's been a slow news week regardless of all the, the main stuff's been happening. But that being said, we'll do it again tomorrow. God bless. Be safe. We'll see you then.